Brian, what a what a week. Yeah, no kidding, eh? It just was uh, was pretty crazy. Uh, we knew that there was going to be some uh, possible geopolitical event that was going to happen this week, and uh, I think I think a lot of people were surprised by Putin invading. I think some people were thinking it was just posturing. You know, he was trying to you know negotiate something without actually doing it. But uh, you know, he was pretty serious. I mean, I watched a I watched a thing with Condoleezza Rice, and she she had some experience. Obviously, lots of experience in the. Um, geopolitical th realm and, and knew Putin. And she, even she said when in the interview before, early in the week that she didn't think he was going to invade. So, yeah, it took a, took a few people by surprise. So. Yeah, it definitely took Andrew by surprise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the U.S. intelligence was right all along, right? Because yeah. they've been talking about, hey, they've already made their decision and they're going <laughs> to they're gonna do it in a few days. They were, they were right on spot even, even yeah. on the day. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, he waited till the uh, Olympics were over. So <laughs> that was insane. Yeah, it's a, a lot of volatility. You said yeah. something in the chat that I, I want to kind of start with that. Um, yesterday, like Thursday, which was a crazy rally day yeah. right after the attack. Yeah. Um, you said it really reminded you of the 1990s that those kind of those kind of uh, bull run in a bear market. Yeah, yeah. Can can you like elaborate a little bit? Because I like I I wasn't trading around then. Like I would love to know your experience. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's sort of a generally known that when you get into a bear market, you can get these sort of rip your face off rallies um, in the midst of of a bull market, and you know some of it is bargain hunting obviously um, and then a little bit of bargain hunting where people are trying to pick the bottom uh, start begats sort of the short covering and then you get these uh, you know a lot of people that have positioned themselves short start to cover and then you get this this ripping rally that uh, can happen but then you know that kind of peters out and then you resume the overall trend which is lower so yeah it was uh, it was a pretty amazing rally and, and continued today, which yeah, I, I was expecting it to uh, yesterday. <clears throat> you know, when we had the, the big down day, I, I said in the room at the open, I said, I would not be surprised if we were green at the end of the day. And, you know, we, we were up like, you know, we <laughs> went from minus 800 to, yeah, so. It's like so funny. They say like, oh, S&P is expected to give 8% return for the year. It just moved 6% yeah. in one day. No the kidding. Whole, eh? The whole index yeah. moved. It was insane. Uh, one of our developers, we, you know, we were talking about trading and stuff. He put a, a limit order, and he's not, he's not a trader, like he's more of an investor. He put a limit order for TQQ at $43. Because we gapped down, he got filled at like $41. Oh, yeah. Now he's already up like 20% on a trade wow, that's in great. one day. That's, that's nice. a perks of working for us. So if you're, <laughs> if you're a programmer, and yeah. you should apply. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that that just set up. I, I was waiting for that. I think on Wednesday night I said, you know, we were going to have a big uh, we were probably going to have a big gap down. And, and I was I was in cash and I was just saying, just wait for this big red open. And that's probably a viable bottom. And it turned out to be exactly that. My biggest regret this week is I didn't YOLO any trade. I just, you know, I got into a few stocks when we started to come up and you know, I kind of rode them back up, but you know, I guess it's easy to say in retrospect. I should have, should have gone all in. But I guess you did the right thing, right? Like you manage your risk. Yeah, we're still yeah. in a war zone. Yeah, you yeah. Wanna... You just never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But you know, once he invaded, I think the kind of like, okay, everyone was on edge, wondering. Market doesn't like uncertainty. 
you know, we didn't like the outcome that we that we had, but now there was certainty. You know, he's invading, and, and that's uh, you know that's the downside of the whole thing. Yeah. But did you short Russia's index? Uh, was no? that there was there was one stock that I played called uh, Yandex, and uh, it's kind of like the I think it's like the Google of um, of Russia, but it's also the Google of some other um, some other countries that. Russian speaking, right, and uh, it really got uh, got hammered. Uh, Did you buy you, it on the way up, or yeah, and, and so and so yesterday it was just it just got so hammered, and I was looking at it, I'm thinking this is an overreaction because some of their you know because people in Russia are still going to Google stuff, yeah, and and the surrounding countries, and so and it just seemed to be like a a real overreaction so that was one of my best trades I actually yeah. took it long That's and yeah and got like um, I think I got like a six dollar seven dollar move on it wow yeah that's amazing yeah I had some I had some yesterday sold some at the close and I held some overnight and it was up another six dollars in the morning so it was really interesting because Russia also like they were down a lot but then the day on, on Wednesday, I think it was that a spy rallied. Russia's yep. index also rallied. Uh, my best trade this week was shorting Eros, oh, yeah. Russia's ETF. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That would have been so, a good one too, yeah, yeah for so sure. What I did is I ran a relative trade. So I was long spy, short mm -hmm. Russia. Mm -hmm. So I was saying, hey, if something happens and both of them sell off, I'm betting that Russia will sell off more sells than spy. Sells off more, yep. yeah. So it, it worked out great, but yeah, smart. 10 years of gain was wiped out. In, in Russia, yeah, in, just because of one decision, this is like yeah. let's go to weeklies, like how, how crazy that is that like ten yep. years, even more than the pandemic, right? Right around pandemic, yep. wow, pandemic definitely, low. definitely insane. Yeah, it's really it's going to be interesting to see where things go from here. You know, sanctions. I, I'm a little bit concerned over the weekend here. We're going to see. Some cyber attacks, possibly. Nvidia just got attacked. Yeah, apparently. Nvidia yeah. already uh, suffered that. So, yeah. um, you know, certainly it's you know, it doesn't seem like uh, Putin's shy about doing anything. So oh, for sure, maybe uh, some trade ideas for next week. Maybe <laughs> some longs in Net, Cloudflare. Wow. Maybe. Well, yeah, I was looking at Bug. Bug is the Bug? Uh, the uh, ETF. Uh, for the cyber security, and it's it isn't it was up like twenty cents today. Um, Zscaler really took a hit um, today too after their earnings, so it, it's not. I haven't looked at bugs, so I don't know what the ch the daily chart looks like on it. Um, certainly, some things that that caught my interest today were things like um, that, that anything to do with uh, metals, yeah. particularly what you know with what Russia is you know known for, like their big aluminum piece, smelter. Uh, source uh, country and uh, you know iron. Oh, iron was on a big run today. Um, you know people in the room were pointing out X, so I took a little X long, and uh, yeah. So it seems like the and we were just generally looking at the materials sector today. Um, XLB is the uh, symbol there, yeah. and it was it was yeah it was the strongest. Yeah, yeah. up up three. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a material up three point six percent. No. Yeah. That is, yeah. Wow. So it was, uh, yeah. It was definitely, uh, definitely in focus today with, uh, you know, sanctions and, um, yeah, and commodities too, right? I mean, uh, Russia and Ukraine are big sources of, uh, of wheat. Yeah. 
um, wheat and, uh, and other agricultural commodities. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, that could, you know, when you're in a, when you're, when you get into a war, some of the, you know, the, obviously the things that are going into production, you know, are being produced there. Obviously, you know, nobody's going to be reluctant to go to work, that kind of stuff, right? Exactly, yeah. Nobody's going to be working. So, yeah, it's, you know, war is terrible for a country's economy. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I mean, Unless, Thor, Thor talks about it a, a, lot, a lot, and he's like, he's very reluctant of saying it, but it also creates really great opportunities yeah. if you're a trader. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's... it's totally, yes. Yeah. Well, as we saw today, you know, playing overreactions to things or, you know, praying, playing predictable reactions to things too, like you're, yeah. you're short on the Russian market. Yeah. So yeah. I did get a little lucky, I would say, because they attacked and then it dropped by another 20%. Mm -hmm. But uh, still, I like <laughs> to take credit a little bit. Yeah, no, it was smart yeah. trades. I told Andrew, I said, listen, my account is a smaller. I can't take a huge size, but you should short them. And he said, no, no way Putin would do that. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll do See, it myself. No, I'm, then. No, I'm annoyed. You, you didn't tell me. <laughs> you don't check Brian has one issue he doesn't Damn. check his phone a lot when you message him he replies like two days later yeah. that's a problem I should call you <laughs> like your uh, yeah. like your prime broker yeah. should I execute this trade for yeah, you yeah or? exactly yeah so sectors I mean today of course kind of kind of predictable in a sense like uh, you know staples utilities healthcare we're still kind of defensive I would say yeah yeah uh, uh, consumer discretionary was up, but overall on the week, I think they're having a really rough time. Um, let's yeah, see. Yeah, the discretionaries were, you know, stocks like Starbucks and and stuff that people consider to be, um, you know, where where people can cut back when when they've, you know, when their budgets are tight or whatever. Those are the ones that are. Getting those are the ones that yeah. goes. Yeah. Uh, on a week, um, financial is still red. Uh, staple barely almost flat and then healthcare real estate and utilities uh, these guys did really well uh, we finished the month of february basically pretty much um, not bad mm -hmm. uh, anything beside like queues were almost flat spy up 75 basis point iwm surprisingly did really well yeah yeah i noticed that even when i was going through the indexes last weekend swing trade video um yeah i just noticed that the IWM seemed to be holding up the best, and I, the only way I could explain that was would be that you know the IWMs made up a lot of smaller cap companies, and maybe they're more f uh, focused on um, you know uh, U.S. companies, and sort of not so not so dependent on sort of global performance because you know things could get uh, you know a little bit uh, ugly with the way things are going in Europe now. So. So maybe it was a, a you know sort of a rotation into capital, rotation of capital into some of the more U.S. centric stocks. Yeah, uh, I mean the divergence between IWM and like the other indexes is so high that yeah you're like you wonder how much lower can this yeah. poor index go. But well, that was the other thing too. Maybe it's it's more it's more sold off than some of the other indexes. Yeah. So maybe maybe that was cause for some of the capital to go into that index being the one that it was down the most so yeah, yeah. so Another yeah dow dow down six percent spy eight percent iwm ten percent and q's here today uh, almost down 14 percent so uh, yeah. it'll be interesting we we got a question from a member uh in our chat room and i think it's it's kind of fair to try to answer it 
he's like, okay, with this index as being down, do you still see SPY finishing positive? Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Ryan? You think it's... Man, are you talking, you're finishing on the year positive? On the year. Man, it's, uh, it's really hard to say. There's, uh, you know, it's hard to predict where things are going to go next month, let alone this year. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, we've, we've got, yeah, we've got the Russia-Ukraine crisis that came to the forefront, you know, this week. But, you know, on, you know, sort of in the background, and it's not very far in the background, is, you know, this Fed meeting that's coming up in March. Yeah. And, you know, what, what is the Fed going to do? There's all sorts of opinions as to, you know, how aggressive are they going to be, particularly in light of the things that just happened. Yeah. You know, are they going to are they still going to be that ag aggressive in terms of, tapering the balance sheet and hiking, or are they going to be a little bit more accommodative, thinking that maybe things are, but, you know, but some of the stuff that's going on is going to further fuel inflation. So, so the way I see it, and I, I you know, again, I said this in my swing trade video, I kind of feel like the Fed's kind of really in a tough spot here. Oh, yeah. You know, so economy's kind of slowing down, inflation's picking up, not for the, you know, for more supply chain reasons and so it's not something you really, uh, yeah. I don't envy uh, Powell, as I said, oh. I think I said to Andrew, I think he's probably regretting taking the job again. <laughs> he, was a, he was a private equity guy making yeah. millions, yeah. <laughs> levering yeah. it up and making millions. But I saw a really funny meme, it says, Fed has two choices, like do 50 basis point, cause a recession, yeah. or do 25 basis point and lose credibility. <laughs> it's a lose-lose yeah. situation for Fed. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get, I don't know, but I don't think they're going to get overly aggressive. But again, um, you know, how we finish the year, uh, circling back to that question, it's, uh, it's really going to depend on, um, I think it's going to depend on how fast these supply chain things get resolved because the sooner we get out of this, and we seem to be moving out of the whole pandemic thing, um, maybe supply chains sort of get back to normal, maybe we get uh, less pressure on, uh, on inflation and that would cause the Fed not to raise as much if they can see inflation coming back significantly. So it's, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and it's really, it's really just almost impossible to predict yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, when you look at it historically, the return of a market on a, on a, like a historic average has been the earning growth plus the dividend yield. So as long as the companies could still provide positive earning growth, SPY should theoretically, on paper, academically, close the year positive. But that's a big but, right? Yeah. Like we don't know if they can, right? If there's so much supply chain disruption now with war, yeah. uh, higher input costs, energy, yep. oil, crossing 100, yep. and then selling off again, but still. Yeah. So it will be, it'll be interesting to watch. Very volatile. What, what, I mean, well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, volatility is still elevated and, and uh, it'll probably stay that way for, you know, until again, I think everybody's now with with the Ukraine war going on and sort of more certainty there, even though it's not great certainty, the, um, you know, think uh, people are going to start turning back their attention to what's going to come from the Fed yeah. in this meeting. Yeah. So volatility is just going to going to stay in the markets. Yeah, I mean, look at the Nasdaq volatility is at 31%, VIX is at 27. So these are really high. We we got used to VIX below 20 for yeah. a really long time. Yep. And now it seems like VIX is always above 20. So 
it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. So this tool that I'm using and drawing stuff uh, is Trading Terminal. Uh, still in beta mode, but lots of the stuff that you need as an active trader or investor or swing trader is here in this website. So Wix, uh, Skew, how are the sectors doing? So definitely check uh, check it out. Uh, we're adding like login so you can save your information in there. So lots of new things are coming as well. Uh, the folks you see in the background are actually working on it. So. Definitely check that out. I know, Brian, you've switched to Trading I'm, Terminal. I'm using it, and, and I'm anxiously awaiting the, the login and save feature because, you know, I like to keep a whole bunch of charts and keep going through them, like when I do in my swing trade videos um, biweekly. So, you know, I like to have a um, I like to have a database of charts that I regularly review. So that'll that'll be a really nice feature yeah. for this. No, folks, folks are working. Yeah. The time that they're not trading TQQ, they are working on... We got the, the bullwhips here somewhere. Right? <laughs> adding features, I <laughs> yeah. promise you that. Yeah, and definitely um, we'll put a link in the video if you want to subscribe to uh, Brian's uh, swing trading newsletter. He sends it out twice a week, absolutely free. Uh, lots of trade ideas, what he sees in the market. So it's, it's a gem and it doesn't cost anything. So, um, you know, if you're with us in YouTube, you could definitely check it out. Uh, we had lots of earnings too uh, this week, mm -hmm. uh, and then next week we got some really interesting ones coming as well. But anything stood out for you in terms of earning? Uh, did you play any, any um, stocks? I did. I know. I I did have a few um, option trades. Um, I don't recall if uh, I don't think I had. I don't think I traded any earnings on options. Um, you know, there's. It's just been all over the place. Like you know, I looked at Square. And um, Square was uh, again. I think the, ex the I don't know what the expected move was, but yeah. I'm thinking with. I think it was like fifteen dollars. I think, yeah. and it didn't do anything, and then all of a sudden it ripped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, I got I got lucky on Square. I made money on Square, but then I gave it all back on Coin because Coin. Coin did nothing. Did nothing. Yeah, yeah pretty much did nothing. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been a weird season. I mean, sometimes uh, the options guys are getting it uh, completely wrong. Yeah. Or you know they got and and then with coin you got nothing so nothing, yeah. um, you know coin would have been a great trade to uh, options trade to you know sell puts and calls you would have collected premium on premium, both sides yeah. hefty premium yeah. too yeah and then uh, with square you you might you would have collected your premium on the put but you might have got wiped out on the on the call yeah, side exactly. so uh, with that big move so yeah other than that I mean there was uh, was. You know, good trading some of these stocks like Foot Locker this morning was Foot a good Locker, short. I wanted to say, yeah. You know, so the, so it's provided some good uh, opening uh, opening range uh, breakdowns or or uh, breakouts. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't. I typically don't trade earnings through earnings that much. But you do. You do afters. But right? I do yeah. like the like I said. You know, uh, Foot Locker was a a nice trade today. I just did not. I got out of it way too early. I was really expecting it to squeeze back up, and I was going to reshort it, but that you know that was the plan. Yeah. And the plan didn't work out. So. How did it do? It was kind of an all-day sell, right? For it, yeah. It just yeah. I think it well. It was probably about a, a one-hour sell, just straight selling, almost no pullbacks. You know, I just didn't. I just kept looking at it and thinking, it's it's never going to bounce for me to get in. So. It's yeah. It's 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 tough. Yeah. Uh, majority of. The retailers are not doing good. I, I know Home Depot had a decent earning, but kind of sold off. L Lowe's like went up a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, Foot Locker. 
Lowe's, I, I, that's right, now you mentioned that. I, uh, I, I did an, earn, an uh, earnings trade, an options trade I like to do. So when, when Lowe's opened up and then they, they went higher and they seemed to hit a, a top level and, uh, and then it started to sell off, I think it was to, I think it was around 220, 230. Mm-hmm. I can't remember specifically what it was, but <clears throat> it topped out around 230 and it started to sell off and I thought, and this was after they reported. And so, and that's where I, uh, I sold some calls. That's, uh, it's so good. Cause yeah. the IV is still high, implied volatility is still high. You're exactly. collecting some juicy premium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, now, and then it sets a level. Um, that you can sort of trade off of um, because it, it's, it pops up and, and then it starts to sell off and that you can say, you know, this is, the, this is obviously where there's some significant resistance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that trade worked out um, really well. I went That's out. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so then you probably sold somewhere right around here. I think it seems like it. So that was their earning right here when it topped out. What level is that? I can't. Uh, uh, 228. Yeah, I, see, like. I, yeah. I, I can't. Re- I, like I said, I can't remember. It was the two. It might have been the 230s I sold. Yeah. 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 As soon Genius. as it started to turn around, I thought, okay, I'm going to sell some calls here, and I'll just if it sells off, yeah. I'll be happy, and it did. Yeah, perfect. And especially, you know, and and of course the Russian invasion helped too. Of course, it really took the wind out of almost every stock. So. Yeah. No, that's a, it, that little bit of element of luck is always necessary yeah. for. And, and like you say, the nice thing is, right after earnings is reported, um, implied volatility is still high still on the high. options, yeah. so you can uh, you can still collect a lot of a lot of good premium until you know it starts to settle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's good. I, I ask you questions in the chat room all the time. I'm like, Brian, what's the YOLO play yeah, of yeah, the day? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I don't do many YOLO trades. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, you know, but anyway, I mean, uh, I can sleep at night too. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, we've got some good ones too. Uh, I think Zoom will be interesting. Cathy uh, Wood. <laughs> yeah. Wood, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucid is gonna, going to be interesting. I think Salesforce, um, Target, another retailer. Yeah. Uh, if Foot Locker gap down, maybe Target will follow. Who knows? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I think Foot Locker might have been a some you know specific to that retailer. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I always thought Foot Locker is, you know, they're competing with a lot of the other big box stores that are all sell the same, same brands, same products, Amazon. So I mean, I, where's their competitive advantage? I mean, it's it's hard to have that anyway, but. Yeah, yeah. And then for a lot of brands, it makes sense. Like for Nike, it would make sense to do D2C, direct to consumer, rather exactly. than going through the retailer. And they're, do, and they're doing that more and more. Yeah. And then they're, you know, and then Foot Locker can't sell Metaverse um, apparel. <laughs> and Nike can sell yeah, their. They, they yeah. might file some trademark for Metaverse and yeah. then pump their stock. Who knows, yeah. right? Well, you know, you can buy, you can buy, um, Virtual Nikes already, yeah. although when you go into a lot of these rooms, you don't have a, a lower body, but someday you will, I guess. Do you read the comments of these after-hour traders? Do you spend the time? Because sometimes people, so you know how last week Andrew was saying, oh, uh, how, how are you going to verify the Nike? Some, somebody wrote a really long comment explaining that, no, it's actually legit. Um, kind of defending the NFT and, yeah. and the verification process. It's, it's sometimes interesting, the comments when you yeah. read them. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't read those, no, but um, yeah, I mean, this whole NFT thing, I, I, I have a sort of good, I would say good, I have a, 
a vague understanding of how everything's working, yeah. but uh, I, uh, I'm not completely bought into it yet. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, uh, not until Jared buys into yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if he's our yeah. crypto guy yeah. and he's still s skeptical, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to touch it. I'm not ready to buy uh, yeah. virtual yeah. Nikes for <laughs> my uh, <laughs> for my yeah. avatar in uh, you know, on the on the meta, in the metaverse. Yeah, a friend of mine. He called me. He basically the housing prices have been going up so much in Vancouver, so he was able to refinance and like basically make hundred thousand in equities. And he's like, "Yeah, I want to start investing. What should I do? Like just buy some indexes, maybe some Qs, some spies." Uh, he's like, "Yeah, but I was thinking about buying a land in Metaverse." I'm like, "That's wow. please don't." Yeah, <laughs> really speculative. I, I mean, the people are doing it, and people are uh, doing it. You know, and the whole principle of it is that. You know, some of this land, virtual land, is going to be valuable. It's going to be where a lot of people go. It's where there's going to be a lot of eyeballs. Advertisers are going to pay big money. And then there's going to be a lot of wasteland, right? You know, it's going to be like kind of buying, um, you know, 100 acres in Utah where there's just scrub brush, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with Utah, like <laughs> Utah. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of areas in North America that, you know, you can get some pretty cheap property and, you know, you go to New York downtown, you're paying big bucks. And that's kind of the, the similar in the metaverse. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be land that's going to be probably very valuable and lots that's not going to turn out. The irony of it is he made his equity in a real land and now I want to take that equity and put it in a metal land. Yeah. Like, don't do yeah. it. <laughs> Keep, stick to what's uh, worked yeah. for you. Uh, kind of switching to Twitter and on the same topic of the market, uh, I don't know if you follow Andrew on Twitter, but Andrew got into a little bit of a back and forth with Pump. You know Anthony Pompliano? I don't know. No, I... So Anthony Pompliano, he is one of the early investors and like in, like in kind of Bitcoin. He's a he's a pro Bitcoin, always always talking about Bitcoin. So he said President Biden has announced that United States will limit Russia's ability to do business in U.S. dollars, um, as kind of I guess saying that hey, Bitcoin would have been easier. And then right. Andrew says only criminals love crypto. Transparency mm -hmm. in financial market is healthy. Yeah. Then Pump says. Tell me you know nothing about Bitcoin without telling me you know nothing about Bitcoin. <laughs> and then Andrew goes, it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it. <laughs> so oh, I thought good. this back and forth. Yeah, and, yeah. and Pomp has like, I think, 10, 5, 6 million followers. Like he's, he's big in the crypto world. Uh, and he comes on CNBC a lot and talks uh, pro. Uh, but yeah. I think it was hilarious for Andrew to get in with him. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I always, you know, a lot of these talking heads on TV and people in the media and stuff like that, I'm, you know, always skeptical when they're talking their book, right? I mean, and that's clearly what he's doing. He's got a vested interest in in having uh, people buy and, you know, stay invested in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So, you know, and that's, I kind of feel like in part, that's kind of what's holding the price up. I mean, uh, I still don't see any uh, real inherent value in, in Bitcoin other than people value it and, you know, they want to hold it. Nothing wrong with that, but, um, yeah. you know, it's been trading like a risk asset, you know, really. It's been, when the market's going down, it's going down. It's not, it's not, you know, if you looked at gold, gold really took off. Took off, yeah. Yeah, when, uh, when the whole, when even leading up to this, 
uh, invasion, you, gold's had a really nice run, and that's one of the things I've stayed in for a swing trade. I'm out of it now, but um, yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. So it really isn't sort of a a, a safety trade, uh, at least at this point, anyway. I think I think I would say personally, like the biggest loser, and I, this is an unpopular opinion, but I think the biggest loser this week, I would say, was Bitcoin. Because, you know, everyone was saying, hey, this is a new payment processing system. And then it wasn't as easy. So then everyone said, hey, this is the new gold. But we realized that it doesn't even have a hedging mechanism because there's so right. much leverage in there. It's, as you said, it's exactly a risk asset. So, yeah. and then it's a non-yielding asset. It doesn't pay dividend. So if I buy Bitcoin, my only hope is that someone will buy it more expensive. Yep. So then you got to constantly create this um, herd mentality of hey yeah. Bitcoin is the future to to not maybe fool but to motivate the next person to pay a higher price for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, you know buy buy low and hopefully you'll find someone who's willing to pay you more money than you 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 bought it for. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not convinced why I should put like five percent of my net worth in in bitcoin I, I don't see the diversification elements either so no yeah i mean it's gonna you know it may take another run i mean you know people have these ideas that you know it it bitcoin runs and then it consolidates for whatever it is two or three years i can't yeah. i don't know what people are advocating or saying it is but it's you know right now it's kind of hanging hanging on i think and uh, we'll see if if it does eventually take another run. You know, there, there was a whole lot of money being thrown at risky assets over the last, uh, you know, 2021. Um, That's and, true. Uh, so we'll we'll see if we ever get back into that uh, that scenario again. Yeah, with these type of drawdowns, I don't see any serious yeah. institutional money. Um, and this this one is a funny <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. 2020, 2021. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah, global virus. Yeah. New global virus. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, this one was hilarious too. My tax return after doing 28,000 trades to make it total of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1285. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting. Any, any prediction for, for next week, going into next week? Well, um, I know you had predictions, but. Yeah, I think, um, again, I think it's, I think a lot of it's going to depend on what kind of actions that, that come out of Russia, you know, cyber attacks. Um, as you said, NVIDIA already had experienced something, but, you know, if they, if they get more aggressive over the weekend, it, it could, could be a real negative for the market, depending on how serious they are. So, um, but the earnings keep coming in, and, and most of the companies are, are beating on earnings again. Um, what's knocked a lot of them down is, uh, is their forward-looking guidance. So, um, yeah, we've got more earnings coming up next week. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, again, we're kind of going to be, um, gonna be re a little bit more focused again uh, with interest rates and where things are going to go. And I think people are just going to remain on edge until we get through that Fed meeting and we get some clarity. Um, that may not take away the volatility, but, it, you know, it's kind of what people are are looking for now yeah what about you what do you think um i have it's a tough one so i set up my trades for next week my option trades and they're mostly 
bullish put spreads because mm -hmm. I feel like we've bottomed in mm -hmm. a lot of the tech. So like I, I feel like Wednesday we kind of saw at least for the next few weeks uh, the bottom. So I sold um, a spread right at right at that um, level, um, okay. the lows of Wednesday. Yep. Um, but mostly I'm sticking to just condors, uh, some range bound strategies because I feel like we're gonna go up and then go down. So there is no direction. Yeah. I'm just trying to utilize this elevated uh, volatility. I'm just trying to sell options to kind of take advantage of it. This uh, the higher implied yeah. volatility. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think at this point that temporary that temporary bottom's kind of been put in. Um, you know, I, whether I don't know if we'll ever come back and test it in the in the retest it in the near future, but um, certainly I think that's an area that's probably going to be a key support level now. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of people calling me when it's it's interesting. Whenever a market's going up, everyone thinks they're genius. Yeah. When market's going down, everyone calls you and is like, "Hey, what's going on with my with my investment?" Things like that. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. Well, it's certainly you know, it's yeah, like you said, it's easy when everything's going up. It's you can get into any boat and it'll get floated. But uh, when the markets go down, you you really have to be a lot more selective about what you uh, what you trade. Like I said, I. I I've been in gold for a couple of weeks now, and it's turned out great. Um, yeah. And it's been, you know, but again, you've you've really got to be selective about where you're putting your money now. You can't just throw it into the market, throw it at any stock, and hope, uh, you know, watch it go up with everything else. Yeah, those those days are over. Yeah, for the time being, for, <laughs> for sure. For the time being, yeah. Well, let's uh, enjoy the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Monday, get back to it. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, definitely going to be interesting. I'm, I'm actually going to Argentina with Andrew. Oh, okay. Yeah, he called me. He's like, hey, can you come? I'm like, sure. I'll, I don't mind the vacation. Okay. So, so when are you heading? Uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You okay. want to come? You should come with us. <laughs> I've got enough trips planned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're going to World Cup together. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did anything come for the World Cup? The, any news or no? You're still in the lottery for it. Oh, still in the lottery for that still one. Still in the lottery? Yeah, I don't. I haven't heard anything more about that. But I've got, you know, probably got a trip to uh, to Egypt coming up here at the end of end of March, and then uh, I'm going to Peru in uh, in May. So yeah, I'm going to be uh, doing hitting the road again. I like that. I yeah. like that. Amazing. So, uh, but the important thing is, it's a weekend, and uh, yeah, everybody. I hope they uh, all have a great weekend and. Uh, We'll see you all Monday morning if you're going to join us at uh, Bearable Trading Room, 8 o'clock. Yeah. In the morning, we uh, start the pre-market show. Yeah, exactly. Sharp. All right. Have a good one, everyone, and we'll see you next week. See you around, everybody.